Hey everyone, listen in as I shock Kyle with information on an or- a nonprofit organization that handed back accreditation and why we might be going to New Zealand. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Hey everyone, welcome to Quality Matters, brought to you by Texas Quality Assurance, where quality management gets simplified. I'm Darcy. I'm Kyle. And I'm annoyed. Probably. (laughs) Because we just recorded that whole bit, and I talked to Kyle about how I get nervous every time I say that, because I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up, and then he realized he wasn't recording or didn't have his mic on or something. Yeah, my mic was off. We had to start over. So, that's a little behind the scenes that you guys don't get to see. (laughs) All right, we're back to ASQ articles, my favorite. Hey, it's what you get for complaining about having to say it. I'm going to make you repeat it. I think people are going to be on my side on this one. Fine. Okay. This ASQ article is about a nonprofit in New Zealand that handed back some accreditations to get a business excellence award. Well, I'm thoroughly confused currently, so. Okay, great. Um, So (laughs) this is a nonprofit organization called Spectrum Care. It's um, an independent charitable trust They provide services for children, young people, and adults with disabilities and their family. They're in New Zealand. Some of their services include 24-hour support for people living in residential small groups home, as well as respite care for adults and children. They have 900 employees and 800 clients. Wow. So that's almost a one-to-one, which I thought was amazing. But I guess if you're working with people with disabilities, you kind of have to have that. Yeah. Um, The majority of their funding comes through um, the Ministry of Health, which is a government-awarded contract, so probably they really got to follow the rules. Yeah. Um, They get... The people they support are referred to them by a Needs Assessment Service Coordination Agency. I would not be able to tell people what my job title was. NASC, for short. Um, But they wanted to point out that the company Spectrum Care is not allowed to go recruit clients. They can only take referrals from these um, from the NASC. Makes sense. Um, so they promote their services to the NASC to Makes get sense. clients. Okay. Okay. So, of course, giving where their funding comes from, they have compliance audits, and you know they look for standards on health and disability, infection prevention and control, restraint and risk management. Um, all those kinds of things. They comply with those, but also went for higher accreditation status just because they want to be good at what they do. Sure. Um, well, none of these individually are even small tasks. You, you talk about infection control. Like, my gosh, the requirements in place are they're crazy and then you know you said uh restraint like you know what i assume if you're dealing with restraint and risk management oh my gosh i mean if you have to restrain someone for some reason there's any number of ways they could hurt themselves and so many things you have to consider and check and then you include all of this together that's Mm -hmm. that's a lot 
So, yeah, they were doing a lot. They got their required certifications and their voluntary accreditations. Um, both of those were audited by agencies approved by the New Zealand's Ministry of Health. Okay. They always want to be a leader. They've earned the maximum three-year certification consistently. Um, and they liked the accreditation results. They liked that achievement. But it didn't really give them um, an opportunity for benchmarking. Okay. Um, so they have to have the certification as a license to operate. Right. Like we have to have, a, you know, legally. But they started really looking at their accreditation so the certification is separate from the accreditation. Right. so like we don't have a choice we have to keep these certifications whether we agree with their worthiness or not sure. but these accreditations we don't have to keep right. and so when they looked at it um there's a list of several weaknesses they came up with in general it looks like they only really assessed the health and hospital side of them mm -hmm. and didn't really help evaluate the business side of them. That makes a lot of sense. Which is what they wanted. So they started looking at, uh, we talked about before, the Malcolm Baldridge oh, right, right, right. Award. Um, so I really liked this. At first, I read it earlier on in the article, and I thought, well, that's dumb. But then when I read about it, so they had an actual wake like a funeral mm -hmm. to bury their accreditations <laughs> and like a celebration, like a baby shower yeah. as a birth of like, here's what we're going <laughs> to do. That's fun. I, I think That's it fun. goes a long ways to create a yeah. culture. I mean, obviously they were already doing well. They're already right. getting all these accreditations, but um, you know, I thought that was cool. And at this, you know, funeral slash celebration, they showed a video of field staff who expressed their positive feelings for the change that was taking place. <laughs> well, I, I can appreciate this so far. When we first started talking, I was like, this sounds silly. Why would you give up these accreditations? But it, it makes sense. I tell people with, um, you know, ISO 9001, you can be ISO 9001 certified. That does not speak very much to how efficient you are that doesn't speak to how good your sales team is it doesn't it's speak just to your, your accounting quality team. management yeah we're strictly looking at the production and service provision processes and, and what's directly attached to that and yeah and like i said so that was a problem with the accreditations right. and they already had the legal required certifications right. that already assessed that. So they wanted something a little more. Well, and it's not like they need these accreditations to sell themselves to new customers because they don't get, you know, you said they didn't get to market for new business. Well, they can market to the NASC right. that then says, yeah. hey, I think this is a good company for you to right. go with. I was talking to someone just yesterday. They were uh, they were currently 9001 certified, and they're looking at adding um, AS9100 to it. It's mm -hmm. the aerospace equivalent to 9001, just has a lot more uh, thou shalls in it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, Colin, once we get the AS9100, is there any sense in keeping 9001? And I told him, I said, to be honest with you, from a functional standpoint, you're not going to lose anything by ditching 9001. Mm -hmm. I said the problem comes into play with your sales marketing team. Mm -hmm. The people that your sales marketing team are selling to, if they're not in the aerospace world, if you're selling to oil and gas folks, they don't they have a clue what yeah. AS9100 is. They want to know ISO 9001. Um, so at the little wake baby That's shower, That's they also <laughs> declare their intention to give back their accreditation certificates. Wow. 
Um, and they decided to go for the Baldridge Framework for Business Improvement, which offered the opportunity to validate their progress against international standards hmm. as well. Um, so they felt like this was a good fit because it offered an organization-wide, systems-based, strong and reliable, value-based framework. It provided opportunities to develop the management team, benchmarking, comparing performance across sectors, and aligning organization and um, organizational culture and values. So I hope, I think in the past we've had problems um, linking the ASQ articles because I think you have to have a login. Um, you can just we can reference it by title and author yeah and just say hopefully you can find this because i really like um the chart that it has at the bottom of this page that i'm looking at so in the previous time we talked about the malcolm baldridge we talked about their seven elements that they're graded against and so it has a chart that compares where like iso 9000 you know which of those things it addresses Hmm. and the balance scorecard and six sigma and so it just kind of compares how all those that's pretty neat you know well fall. as much as i like to talk poorly about you know lean and six sigma ideology this is one place where um you can do a lot of good with it because again if you look at these management system standards they're fairly narrow in their scope and so if i as niso consultant and the company is contracting me to help them just make sure they keep their cert when I start talking to the salespeople, if I go very de- far into that conversation there, there might be a lot we could do to improve the processes, but provided they hand the necessary information to the scheduling or production team, as far as ISO is concerned, I, I can't tell them anything of what to do. I can't really make recommendations for improvement. But when you're implementing some of these other systems, there are really no boundary or scope limits to what you can do. Mm-hmm. So you get to define as much as you want to make improvements on. So that was their point in adding this chart because the Malcolm Baldridge really addresses all seven of these organizational elements, whereas each other thing only addresses like three or four. Well, of go those. ahead and read them off real quick if you don't mind. The seven elements? Yeah. Okay, so the seven are leadership, strategic planning, business results, measurement and analysis, process management, customer market, and human resources. Gotcha. Yeah, ISO really only hits maybe three, three and a half of those. Four. Yeah. Um, business results, measurement and analysis, process management, and customer and market. Yep. Um, hmm. So it's just Neat. an interesting little it chart is. they have there. So, of course, they wanted to first uh, work on the culture. Right. So that everything lands. I like the way he says this lands on fertile ground. Or she. I'm sorry, right. I didn't say who wrote this article, because um, they value that, and address the redesign system with a focus on results. Um, I've got this whole. I hate to read to y'all, but I've got this whole paragraph <laughs> highlighted. So I'm gonna read away. Um, One of the challenges of implementing the framework was building competencies around the criteria so that business excellence could become business as usual. Ah, I like it. So it's not like something we're going to do for a little bit or like, oh, we need to do this this time. Like, this is how we're going to do it all the time. Yep. This was accomplished by introducing the framework's language and systems thinking, although many in the organization were unfamiliar with these concepts. There was a concerted effort to build business excellence into all areas of the organization through routine job advertisements, 
recruitment interviews for incoming staff, which address their views of quality, job descriptions rewritten to encompass business excellence responsibilities, performance and review systems, which included assessments of engagement with and contribution to business excellence, as well as implementing a reward and recognition program that reflected individual contributions. I I like it. You know, when we come in to do uh, document information development, uh, folks are sometimes uh, confused that we charge the same if they have nothing documented or if they have everything documented. Because either way, we're going to go through and review the terminology between all of the procedures. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the same. It's all going to be the same as though it was written by and for the same company. Yeah. Um, So they said once they started working on the Baldridge criteria, the next logical step was to go for the New Zealand Business Excellence Award. Um, They talked about how the fees for that award were actually less than their previous accreditation, even (laughs) though this is a more strenuous thing. Um, Well, all the more reason to do it, I guess, you know, especially when uh, your primary customer, that's what's going to matter to them. Yeah. So one of the final steps was for a team of eight external examiners uh, to come for a week. Um, That's fun. And a quote from... Doug Marsh, or not Doug Marsh, Brett Marsh, who at the time was the general manager of organizational excellence. Oh, wow. Um, He said they were blown away by the organizational culture and alignment of effort to commonly agreed goals, high levels of engagement, and work behaviors that strongly reflected our values. Uh, The examiners prepared a a report that included opportunities for improvement, OFIs. Mm-hmm. What do y'all call those? Uh, either observations or OFI. Okay. Same thing. Um, so in 2010, they got the Silver Award from the New Zealand Business Excellent Foundation, making it the only health and disability sector in New Zealand and only one of 14 organizations nationally to earn a silver or gold award since the award's inception in 1997. Hmm. Um, so they had some unexpected benefits from creating this framework systems thinking evidence of performance excellence on a broader stage management by fact (laughs) results to track and compare performance management training for staff members who typically have social science or human services qualifications a holistic rather than clinical approach to quality a sense of achievement and self-esteem and a workforce with pride whose efforts and attitudes have been rewarded uh yeah well i mean evidence-based decision making is a huge piece of of any management that was my favorite one management by fact yes like that shouldn't have to be said but even i know that i would do it like you get so emotionally caught up in things well and not even managed by letting emotion get caught up in it i mean how many times in a meeting would you sit there and say well i really think i feel like got Mm -hmm. a gut feel you know, well, historically, we've seen that. But really, have we? Or yeah. have you just dealt with the three big issues that the company had? And historically, y'all didn't have that issue. Yeah. So, you know, good results. Yeah. Um, this was kind of interesting to read here at the end. So there were other competing providers that saw them, hand saw Spectrum Care hand back their accreditation. And they thought, oh, wow. That's pretty risky. <laughs> a and little bit. Let, let's just sit back and see what happens <laughs> before we decide to do that. 
Well, then they thought, you know, hey, that's a good idea. So Spectrum Care now collaborates with the other organizations. These are their competitors sharing Mm -hmm. information and their benchmarking data to help them on their improvement journey. That's pretty cool. And Brett Marsh said the rationale is that if we can assist other social enterprises to enhance the lives of other people with disabilities, then the greater good must be served. No, I agree. And I mean, let's face it. If you're, I mean, even from a sales marketing standpoint, you know, if you're out there able to say, you know, we're so good that in fact we help our competitors for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's that make look like the expert? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So their next milestone was to apply for the award again in 2013 and to go for the gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked it up and they did in fact get the gold yeah, award cool. in December of 2013. Very cool. Very so cool. I thought that was cool. I did find Brett Marsh on LinkedIn, but I guess I have to have premium to connect with him or something. Gotcha. So might be interesting to get him on. I think he's in his own consulting firm right. now. Well, kind of same thing here. It's like, I have no issue talking to other folks. I don't care if you're in competition or not. Well, he's in New Zealand, so. Well, we need to go for a trip. I don't disagree. Yeah, this needs to happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. It's Kyle with Quality Matters. We have been looking at the statistics on our podcast and the outside of the U.S., Australia is where we get the most downloads from. So, guys, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I won't dare try to make a uh, Australian accent because you probably make fun of my Texas accent. But we'd love to hear from you. You know, uh, send us an email, uh, podcast at texasqa.com, uh, or email me directly, kchambers at texasqa.com. Uh, comment, subscribe, let us know what you think.